Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. I was just talking to the Lord a little bit, just praying in the Holy Ghost. And, you know, sometimes English words will come up, you know, when you're praying the Holy Ghost. Has anyone else ever noticed that? that you're praying along, all of a sudden an English word comes up. And I was back there minding my own business, and uh, all of a sudden this word came up. It was the word cup. C-U-P. Cup. And I'm born under that cup. No. Cup, 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 cup. And, and then he started showing me, he said, uh, I, I want to fill the people's cups this morning. I want to fill their cup. And I got to thinking about how we've been in isolation now for I don't know how many months it's been. And, uh, you know, we, we, we're not just yearning for one another's company, but, but that corporate presence of the Lord. How many you know that there's, there's a presence that you can get at home which is awesome and real, but there's also another presence that we get in the midst of all of us. Amen. And it's, it's, it's much greater because we can carry more of his presence as a group than we can individually. Amen. And, uh, and uh, as I was praying and, and he was saying, I want to fill, fill your cups, I want to fill your cup, all of a sudden the, th- the 23rd Psalm came up. And he anointed my head with oil and my, my what? My what? My cup runneth over. Yes. Well, you know, how do you know when the gas tank of your car is full at the gas pump? When it's all over the ground, right? That's when you know it's full. I'm not the only one that's done that. Amen. Well, how do you know that you're, you're, you're full of God? Well, when there's an overflow. I said, when there's an overflow. You know, how, how can you tell when you're full of the word? Because every situation that comes and the first thing that comes out of your mouth are his words. And you, that means you, you're full of him, his word. You know, you're full, you're full of his presence. You, you rub up a, something abrasive and praise comes out of your mouth. You're full of his praise. Amen? And so... This morning, the key to being filled, Jesus told us over there in John chapter 8, he says that if anyone, if any of you guys thirst, if any of you thirst, come unto me. And so the, the very first key of allowing him to fill our cup is desire. That's what thirst is. Thirst is a desire. And, and we know that only he can quench it. That means now you become a vessel through your desire for him to fill. And you're not that one that's closed. And then Jesus talks about come unto him and drink. That drinking of him to get our cup filled by him is a yieldedness to him. A yieldedness to him. 
I said a yieldedness to him. And yielding, whatever you and I yield to, that's what we get filled with. Amen. I can always know, you know, what I've been yielding to lately by the way of what comes out of me. <laughs> so how about this morning we get, we get yielded to him? How about this morning that, that we want his way in our life? His way of doing things, his way of thinking, his priorities, his desires. And when we do that, when, when he begins to move in our midst, like he, he just, he moved on uh, JL there as she was uh, singing uh, by the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, if you, in moments like that, you start to yield and you, you, you start breathing in your spirit, what, that presence, that's when the filling begins. Amen, yes. Amen. And so we're, we're going to get into the word this morning. And so we need to start yielding to the word. What you talking about, Willis? Um, and I never watched that TV show. I don't know. It keeps coming up. Um, how, do you, how do you yield to the word? Well, it begins by you really need to hear something. It begins by desire. If I come in here and I know it all, and, you know, my wife will tell you that I don't. So, um, <clears throat> you know, then nobody, nobody can help you. Even God, right? Because I already got everything, you know, because I know it all. But I come in here and I, and I get vulnerable, vulnerable before him. If I become like a child and, 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 the, and then I just make a decision that whatever he says, I'm going to believe it. That's, that's when you start yielding. And, uh, and just take it in and, and, and let him... Let him put steps to what he says to us. What do you mean steps? Application. You see, the blessings of God come by us being doers. The blessing doesn't come by hearing. The blessing doesn't come by remembering. The blessing doesn't come by quoting. The blessings of God come by doing, putting into application what he says. He says, in that, that man shall be blessed in all yes. that he does. So find, even if, if I just find one word from his book that I heard from the sound of his voice, and I, and I figure a way to put it into my daily life, if I just take that one word, it'll put my life in a different trajectory than I was going before I did that. And it'll bring me somewhere, yes. some, somewhere that he has for me that's, that's, that's a place of blessing. Yes. That's right. Amen. Amen. So, Father, we're here this morning because we're thirsty yes. and we're hungry. Yes. We've come here because we know that we can hear the sound of your voice in this place. Yes. Yes. And so our ears are, are now attentive not to what this this uh, individual of clay might say, but we're here to, to hear what you say through that clay. We're looking for your voice because your voice has life. Your word has strength. Your words have purpose. And your words create a destiny that we can reach. In fact, everybody say, I'm going to get something this morning. 
I'm going to get something from him. Hallelujah. So, I was listening to uh, a broadcast, and uh, they were interviewing, uh, at, at the time that I heard the interview, they were interviewing this trainer who trained the, the, the players for the Chicago Bears. And he, he must have been a renowned trainer and known for, you know, causing a, a, an athlete to kind of rise up to the highest potential that they have. And as they were interviewing him, they asked him a question. They asked him, he says, if you could make only one change in a player's diet, what would that change be? Now, you understand, this, this man was known for getting guys to get chiseled, you know, at the highest potential athletically through his disciplines. So they asked him, well, if you, if you could only do one thing for your player in their diet, what would you tell them to do? He said, I would change their diet from processed salt to sea salt. Now that seems very insignificant to me. Because I've noticed that processed salt tastes just like sea salt. <laughs> so how could something that insignificant enhance someone physically? Well, I connected that story to another story. You know, the United States is known for a lot of its aquariums. And it's kind of been a fad here in the last couple of decades. And so some of those aquariums, you know, like SeaWorld and some of the others, they've, they've, they, there's such a demand for them, they started putting them in kind of the center of the country. I mean, we have, a, we have an aquarium right here in, in Denver. And so as, as the demand for saltwater increased... They found uh, it got kind of expensive trucking that stuff in from the coast. You know, let's, let's, let's haul a bunch of gallons of seawater to Denver, you know. So they decided, I know what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to get the best scientists, and they're going to break down seawater, and we're going to make our own. And so they broke down seawater, you know, the scientists, whatever they do. Maybe they look under microscopes. I don't know what they do. But they, they found out every component, every molecule of seawater. And they created it. Yay, we made seawater. I don't know if that ended up them just getting a bunch of water and and. Uh, and putting Morton salt in, in the, I don't know what, you know, what they came up with. But th they found out that when they put the fish in the water of that which is 100% man-made, the fish couldn't survive. Very interesting. So, they ran out of options, and so then they decided to add a particular percentage of seawater 
to the artificial seawater. And they found out that they would add just a percentage of the real deal the fish could live in the water. You see, there's a lot of things that God leads us to do from his book that seem really insignificant. But you know, by doing it, we're putting life, his life, into action. And it makes a difference. If you'd come up to me today, I'm not asking you to, but if you do. <laughs> you know I love you, right? <laughs> in, in a strange German way, I love you. <laughs> come on. Amen. <laughs> um... If you would come to me and ask me, tell me one thing I can do to make my life more successful. <laughs> and that's the end of my service. So he, he, he got it. I think my work here is done. He got it. One thing that you and I can do that could make our lives more successful. I'm talking about in our marriages. I'm talking about with our children. I'm talking about at the job. I'm talking about everything that we set our hand to. One thing we could do. Well, you got your pen and pencil ready? Amen. My answer would be this. Make your words work for you. Amen. Come on. Come on, yeah. Make what you say work for you. Yes. Glory. Come on. Use your words to frame your world. You know, our words are more than just conveying a thought. Our words are more than, you know, giving somebody instruction. Our words are more than describing a feeling we have. Our words can also create. Our words can also create. Hebrews 11.3. You got your Bibles? Get your app out. Get your hard copy. It does make a difference when you see the scripture with your own eyes. I really don't know why, but it does. Hebrews 11, 3, it says that by faith, I like to say through faith, Come on. we understand or realize that the universe, reading from the English Standard Version, he says that by faith, the universe was created. How? By words. Not just any words. Words of God or words emanating from God. 
And that's why those things that you see, things in the physical realm, were made by those things which cannot be seen. Meaning that the spiritual realm was first and created this natural physical world. That means that this natural physical world is now subject to the spirit. The Bible says that things that are not seen are eternal and things which are seen are temporary, meaning they're subject to change. You see, God used his words to create. He saw something he desired. He saw something that he wanted. And he used his faith and released that faith by saying... And created all that we see. Well, how did he do that? How did he create things with words? Because he spoke faith-filled words from his heart. You know, back in the day, we used to have overhead projections or projectors. Remember that? All you old timers out there. And what would happen is, is that there was a source, the projector, that you'd put a piece of film on that projector. And that projector would then project that image on a screen, on a wall, on a sheet whatever you use for a backdrop. And if there was nothing on the projector, then all you got was this screen that was blank. But if you put something on the the table of that projector, it would project that image. It would recreate that image. So picture God that he didn't just have a desire for an earth or a universe. He already saw its image in his heart. See, my statement was, make your words work for you. Words don't work unless you work them. Work it, girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Just, you, you gotta get your words to work for you. And I have no clue where that came from. But now you're awake. You see, he had an image in his inner being, in his heart, in his spirit. He saw that image in his heart, and he, he spoke what he saw. And it projected that image and duplicated it in this scene realm. Does that make sense? Yes. See, it's not just about saying. Because we were already just saying before we found these scriptures. And nothing good was happening. It's not just saying. It's the projection of what, our, what is in our heart and then released by saying. 
creates it. Amen. Go on over to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, let's look at verse 13. Now, remember, how, how did he create the earth? By speaking faith-filled words. Understand that faith is a substance that allows us to create our own personal world. Now look here in 2 Corinthians 4.13, and, and without going into a lot of explanation, you can use the Word of God and faith as almost equal terms. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so here in 2 Corinthians 4.13, it says that we have, what do we have? The same spirit of faith. Notice it calls it faith of the heart or of the inner man. It's, it's not mental. It's not emotional. It's of the heart. It's the inner man. We have the same spirit of faith. Notice it says we having. Faith isn't. Faith is what you already have. Stop trying to, you know, get more faith. You have the same spirit of faith. As who? God, because it's the God kind of faith. And it'll do the same thing for you as it did for God. That's why he gave it to us. He says, so we have the same spirit of faith according as is written, I believed. There's the projector. There's the putting the film on the projector. Therefore, I believed, so I had something to project, therefore I spoke. Amen. You see that? Yes. Amen. Amen. Now we see that faith is of the heart. So in that realm of faith and we're in that realm of creating that which is in our heart with our words a lot of time our our mind and our emotions try to be a part of that process it's just like your little brother you know that wants to play baseball with you and your friends you're not ready yet okay just watch us and a lot of times we got to tell our mind and our emotions to take a seat you're not ready for this. You're too young. Come on. And we've got to learn how to eliminate the influence of our mind and our emotions. If I look over my shoulder and I look at all the stupid things I did, hey, I could write a book on that. Amen. <laughs> I can. Then I look at those times where I was a genius, <laughs> or apparently thought I was, right? And it turned out really awesome. And it's because I was following my heart, not my head. It's just like marrying Marianne. I, I, 
In my heart, it was, in my heart was saying, you need to marry this girl. And in my mind, I was going... True that. I had to tell my mind, you need to sit down. You're not ready to get in this game. Amen. And I followed my heart. And still to this day, I'm going, wow. Thank goodness I listened to my heart. Huh. We're still not sure if she really listened to her heart by saying yes, but... Now, what I wanted you to see in 2 Corinthians 4.13 is notice the two places where faith of the word resides. He says, I believed. And then what happened? Then I spoke. We also do what? Believe. And then what do we do? We speak. Thus ends my seminar on how to create with your words. That's really it. We'll talk a little bit more, five more minutes, but do you understand how simple God made it so people like me could figure it out? You believe with your heart, and then you say what you see in your heart to create that image in your life. Amen. So, believe and speak. Do what? Believe. And then what are you going to do? You're going to speak. Well, you know, if, it, that, if it's really that important, shouldn't we find it in other places in the Bible? Well, then, okay. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. If this is such a profound revelation and, and spiritual prin- principle, then I should be able to find it in other places in, in his book. Look here in Romans 10, 8. What saith it? The word or faith. Remember, these two can be used interchangeably. If you got the word, you got faith. If you got faith, you got the word. If the word, the word is nigh thee, even where? In your mouth. And where else? In your heart. Amen. <laughs> Did you know that? Oh, you, you, I know you know this. <laughs> Ephesians two eight and nine tells us that we were saved through faith. That that salvation was created in our heart. Well, if I'm going to create something from God, then I've got to have what? Something in my heart and something in my mouth. Amen. Yes. You're, you're there in the 10th chapter of Romans, the 8th verse. Let's look at the 9th verse. It's awesome how verse 9 follows verse 8. <laughs> they taught me that in Bible school. Um, so verse 8 says, in your mouth and in your heart. In verse 9, it says that if you'll confess with your your what? Mouth. Mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe what? In your heart. Do you see the two? Believe in your heart. Say with your mouth. 
that, that Christ was raised from the dead, it says that you shall be saved Amen. or it shall create salvation in your heart. You see the creativity there? We're on a roll. Look at verse 10. Verse 10 says, For with the heart, that's the inner man. What do you do with your inner man? You believe. It doesn't say that you think. It doesn't say suppose. It doesn't say, well, I don't know. No, with your heart you believe. With your mind, you reason. With your emotions, you feel. Three separate components of our being. So salvation or creating the way God wants us to create success in our life has got to be with the inner man, the heart. So with the heart, man believeth unto right standing with God, and with the mouth, what he says about Jesus creates salvation. Amen. Amen. Three scriptures in a row. Verse 8, verse 9, verse 10. Believe, say. Believe, say. Believe, say. So what we're learning is that our words have the potential to create what we have in our heart. And so we're just going to work with that for a little bit. Lord willing, next week and the week after. If I can just change, if I can just control what I say to be limited to what I want to create according to the word of God, my life is going to take on a whole new complexion. It's going to have a whole new purpose. It's going to be going in a whole other direction. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and stand up. Hallelujah. Say this out loud. Father in heaven, I see from the word of God that you create by believing and saying. I have that same spirit of faith. Therefore, I create in my life what I believe by what I say. I choose to start becoming more attentive of what I'm saying. That I'd put a guard over my mouth. That I would use my words to help me and not to curse me. I thank you for the help of the Holy Spirit in dividing my words in those words that I want to say in those words I need to refrain from saying. Therefore, I'm going to get my words to work for me, to create for me, to produce for me so that I can have success in every area of my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Give him thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. 
Uh, we're back here, like Paul said, tonight at 6 for Healing School, where we've been looking at the 19 individual cases of healing through the ministry of Jesus. And uh, so we'll be talking about that tonight. We're back here Wednesday night. I got no clue what we're talking about. Um, whatever it is, it's going to be really good because it's going to come from him. All right. We love you guys. You're awesome. Go somewhere and be a blessing.